Okay, again, I'm not going to, again, I'm ready to do prophecy again, and it's not the most important thing uh, this morning, so we're going to just continue. We had a little discussion about it. I know um, certain individuals, one, one in particular, had, had asked about this, this, this issue of the, the message that we recently had about weakness and how amazing it was, and that's the very thing we're going to go into this morning. <laughs> oh, boy. Amen. Well, again, in this order, in, in, this, in, in the local assembly, and I want to make this clear this morning. I need to make it very, very clear this morning so that we can experience the peace that's ours and the peace that God has for us. Because, again, God never does anything separate from a local assembly. He just does not do that. There's no other plan. And, and, and even in the day, even in the Apostles' Day, the reason that it always says in the original, the church, because it's not even plural when you read it in the original language. It's not. Because it's always the church here, the church there, the church there. You see that in Revelations chapters 2 and 3. You'll see that very, very, very clearly. That everything that God does, he does through a local assembly. There's no separate plan or separate plans. And if any come with separate plans, and it's not about the local assembly, then they are a distraction. They will distract you. It's the truth. Separate plans. Separate plans from a local assembly. Literally, look, look, I mean, if someone can show me the difference, if anything is different than that in the, in the scriptures, please do so. Please show me. And when these things are spoken, are they spoken against? Would God speak these things against us? If his order is Christ and Christ has accomplished everything for us and he speaks to us through that, is that against us? I'm going to tell you, though. When we function in the flesh, I promise you it is. I promise you it is. Because the flesh in me, in its weakened state, which means I can't do anything, will always struggle, listen, against who I am in Christ. That's the continual thing. It is. It's continual. So... I have my private plans. I had a plan before I was going to go to somewhere. And if it didn't include the local assembly, whose plan was it? Whose plan was it? Guys, don't get distracted. Please listen to me. Please listen to me. Don't, don't be distracted. Please don't be distracted. Don't. Don't let anyone take you away from the intimacy and oneness of a local assembly. I'm going to make that clear, okay? Okay, because Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Now, those thoughts will show us his plan for us. And his plan for us today is local assembly. <laughs> he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of what? Mike mentioned it this morning, peace and not evil. And then it goes on and says, so that you can realize and experience my settled, fulfilled plans for you. And the plan for us today, here, in this local, here, right here, 
is a local assembly. Did you know that even anywhere where anyone traveled, when they traveled, no matter what they did, they did it from, from the local assembly. <laughs> That's what they did. They didn't have separate plans. They just didn't. And it's God's order. Did you know also too, now Psalm 102 verse 23 says, He weakens my strength and he shortens my days on the way. We said this recently too. Then even the Apostle Paul, he had a will of his own that did not like complete dependence upon Christ. <laughs> he just didn't like it as an apostle. He did not want it. Did you know and did I know with you that God will use the weakness of others. He doesn't cause weakness, okay? That's who we are, okay? He doesn't cause it. He created us in weakness so that, so that we would receive life, period. It's, it's a choice. I have a choice, okay? So he weakens my strength and he shortens my days in that way. <laughs> and believe me, it's much better. I can tell you, by the, time you, by the time I'm 70, it's so much easier when he has weakened me and shortens my days in the way where I think I have strength in, in, in a deceptive will that's weak thinking and being deceived that I can do something on my own. Furthermore, God will not, he will give us this truth individually. And that's Ephesians chapters one through three. But it is never experienced properly apart from local assembly. That's the fourth chapter. Then that goes into proper relationships. Well, people, why I have a problem in my marriage? Well, how you doing in the local assembly? You pick the times when you come? Is it your plan? and you try to maneuver around the body around your plan, you think you can do something. You think you can go somewhere and to minister to people in a different location, thinking you can do it without the body of Christ. is utter nonsense. Furthermore, it's the flesh. And when we function in the flesh, any of us, any of us, and we're liable and, and subject to it, it is the power of evil. <laughs> Oh boy. And we think we can determine evil. Boy. There's only one that can do that. He will use the weakness of others to deal with the areas in my own life that I think I have strength. Did you know that? Oh, yes, he will. But he, again, it's in an order. I'm going to read the order here in 1 Peter the fifth chapter in the first verse, it says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder. Now, an elder here is not only functioning in a specific gift in a local assembly, he's just an older person than a younger person. That's it. That's why it says in 1 Timothy 5, in verse 19 and 20, Rebuke not an elder. You do not, in a, in a local assembly, you do not, in any case, no matter what, rebuke an elder. That's an older man. It's not just a man with a gift, but it's an older man, period. You don't do that. Yeah, but what if he doesn't know things and I do? Well, just, just, you'll see why God has put you in that circumstance or that situation. You know, people want questions. They want answers to their questions. I'm going to tell you something, but you know what? They want it in their own way and in their own time. And if you think God's going to do that, I got news for you. I can tell you in my own life, he's not going to do that. 
No, not at all. <coughs> Excuse me. The elders in First Peter 5, verse 1, are, which are among you, I am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. You see, an older person's witness a lot more than what you think you know as a younger person. Far more. Far more. And also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Do you think God does that outside a local assembly? Do you think so? Many do. Many do. And that is the basis of their own plan. <laughs> they're going to do things. But they're going to do them in an area where the area they left, they still can't even do it. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Feed the flock, which is among you, taking what? The oversight. Now the oversight there goes into Hebrews the 13th chapter specifically in the 17th verse. Okay? Submit yourselves to those leaders. Now, are those leaders perfect? They are in their position just as much as you are, but are they in their experience yet? Is that the issue, though? It is not the issue. Now watch. Taking the oversight thereof, not, not by constraint, that, to, be, to try and do it, by constraint simply means that it's not the love of God controlling you. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. The love of Christ constrains us. And in the Greek, it's like a vice. It holds us. And boy, we need to be held in a proper place. And that place is rest. And that place is where we experience peace. But that is never outside of a local assembly. Do not allow others... I don't care because I promise you it will take you into a fleshly relationship and bring you right back to those carnal foolish areas and attachments in your life. And the enemy will use that to keep you from going forward. And I want to make that crystal clear this morning. Crystal clear as it's being made crystal clear to me. So, you do it not by constraint, functioning outside of what, but look, but willingly, <laughs> your will's attached to Christ. Not for filthy lucre. You don't do it. You don't do it for filthy lucre. You don't do it for that reason, even though you continue to do it. And even though there is an order and a preciseness in how that should function, that too, in a local assembly. And God forbid that if it's not taught, the problems that it causes the places where it puts people where they don't belong. But, but, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. You know what ready mind means? Prepared. It means one who, who, who is attached to Christ, that's Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8, functions in a gift when he's attached, and he has, and that particular gifted man, and, and it is a man every single time that teaches the local assembly, Yes, a man and a man only. Okay, again, there's no such thing as female pastors and teachers. It's always masculine, singular. And again, that's Jeremiah 3 and verse 15 and Ephesians 4 and verse 11 in both Hebrew and Aramaic and in Koine Greek. The languages that God used to breathe out his thoughts 
which have to do with his nature, which has to do with his order. Hmm. But of a ready mind, skillful. Highly skillful, 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Highly skillful, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 24. He has high skill that comes from Christ, absolutely, but it comes through years. <laughs> it does. Skill. Now, neither is being lords over God's heritage, but, but being examples to the flock. When, and when the chief shepherd will appear. Now, who's the chief shepherd? Who's the one shepherd in Ecclesiastes 12, 9 to 13, but especially in verse 11 of Ecclesiastes 12? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd in John 10, 11 and 14. He's the great shepherd in Hebrews 13, verse 20, who shepherds our souls. And he's the chief shepherd. He is the shepherd. And there are under shepherds. When the chief shepherd will appear, you will receive a crown of glory that doesn't fade away. Now, here's the order. And here's the problems where, where problems can come in. Likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Notice that? See how that is? Okay, that has to do with years, men. Young men and old men. It has to do with years. Submit yourself, right? Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud. You know how he'll resist the proud? When a person has their own plan. <laughs> You're going to resist him. You are not going to do it. God will not allow you to do it. To think you can go somewhere and minister to people. Apart from the local center. You apart from it. He is not going to allow that. Just doesn't. He'll bring in certain truths. I may be able to teach a truth yet that I haven't submitted to. Now, in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 13, even when we abide not faithful, and the apostle was including himself with a young pastor. Oh, boy. You best be careful about who you get around. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, evil companions corrupt good manners. And that can mean a believer functioning in the flesh. And it will bring you right back to the foolishness of the flesh, and you can read it. It'll take you right out, right out of an intimate love walk with Christ in Ephesians 1 and, and 2 and bring you right into 3 and 4, the foolishness and st stupidity and evil of the flesh. Do it in a heartbeat. For God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. Had a certain individual say, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I believe that God wants me to function with a certain individual. I know, I think so. And then, and then the individual might say, well, you know what? I know God said that to me. But, you know, if I, if I choose to obey God and function in this place with this other person, if I do, that person, <laughs> that person it's not going to, you know, that person needs to humble themselves so I can show them the right way to do it. Excuse me. Is God's ever his order outside of likewise you younger submit yourself to the elder in a local assembly? Would that ever work? In a Christian relationship, would that ever work? And, and just maybe, and will God use the weakness of each other to bring out 
and deal with the strength that's not of Christ. Would he do that? Yes. So maybe you are younger. Maybe you think you have a greater understanding about a particular trade or a particular something than the one that God, you believe God wants you to be with. And you may think as a younger that that older one needs to humble himself. No. No, for God's order to work in both, the younger has to submit to the elder because that's God's order here. Look at it. <laughs> and God will do that. But as long as the younger resists the elder, what are you resisting? God's order. And that gets very confusing. For God is not the author of confusion, but of life and peace flowing in this relationship. Because God does all things in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, decently and in order. People want, people want answers to issues, to questions they might have had just recently, and God's given them this morning. Isn't that interesting? To think that God would call us to go to somewhere that didn't have to do with a local assembly, when I'm a born-again believer, and I understand that too. Oh, Humble yourselves. Allow yourself to be humbled. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in his time. Due time. Listen, is anything too hard for God in Genesis 18, 14? Anything too hard for him in Je Jeremiah 32 and verse 17 and 19? Is anything too hard for him? No. But we'll return unto you at God's appointed time. And the appointed time... For God's answers to any questions or any things we're trying to deal with in our own flesh apart from the local assembly is in the local assembly. No question about that. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. He cares for you. The potential, the potential for the power of evil in an unsubmitted will. And then the potential of the almighty power of Christ in a submitted will. In an absolute submitted will. Oh boy, you know, Satan wants to establish, in particular believers, he wants to establish in them, and then, you know what? A religion, just like he did in Cain. Cain. Do you think Cain was busy in his religion? Yeah, you know what it's called? It's called the religion of the self-life. That's what it is. And you know what the religion of the self-life is? That's what's in the believer. Yeah, let's have some plans. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh let me uh, question. Did that include the local assembly? <laughs> did, that, did that maybe include the one that God has used to invest in you? Or was there something separate? And maybe you had the time to do that separate thing. How about the time when the local assembly comes together? Not so much, huh? You know why? Because that's not God's plan. And if it's not God's plan, is it good? And if it's not good, what is it? What kind of power is it? See, we submit under another authority and a power. One or the other. Constantly, constantly, constantly. And th th things don't change. Somehow to think that it changes... It's just unbelievable to me to think that it would change, to think so. 
the plans that multitudes have. What, listen, what makes us think that we still couldn't, that God still wouldn't, in the, in the proper, decent order that he would have in a local assembly, he, that you couldn't still, in the local assembly, not a problem, minister to your loved ones and your friends? You mean to tell me you don't think so? Some think so. That's what they think. They honestly think that. They do. Show me in the Bible right now, in this dispensation of grace, the church age, literally is Revelations 2 and 3 still going on right now? Yes. 4-1 hasn't happened yet. Come up here and I will show you things that must be. And when, it's, when he says come up here, that's the church being raptured off the earth. And let me show you the things which must be. That's prophecy. All those things on the earth. See? And we don't properly discern the things of the earth and prophecy unless I function in my proper position, my heavenly position in Christ. <laughs> Our flesh, the flesh that we got, that we're no longer in, it's in us, but we're no longer of it, and Romans 8, 9 is so subtle. We, we have no idea how subtle it is. We, we, we don't. I don't. I do not know how subtle it is. Boy, am I learning after a few decades how subtle it is, how evilly subtle it is. In Genesis 3.1, the enemy was subtle, subtle. Our own, we've talked about this before, subtle, our own, A-R-U-W-M. Cunning, very cunning, crafty, subtle, and you know what that word "room" means? It means it means we're nude. We have no covering. We are susceptible to everything from the atmosphere. Do you think the atmosphere could even use the scriptures to interpret? You think so? Isn't that what Satan did in Genesis three one through six? Yeah, only he mixed a few things in it, didn't he? That's the subtlety. That's the subtlety right there. Nude. And as an adjective, it means you're naked. He wants you to be naked and uncovered because that's the area he's going to come in. Remember when Adam and Eve, they were naked, but they weren't ashamed. You know why? They had the covering and submission of God's precise, intimate order at that particular time. That's what they had. See it? They weren't ashamed. Now, the original word, meaning of aram, came, came from aram, A-R-A-M. It's a primitive root, properly to be, to make bare. To make bare. But the idea is smoothness, subtlety. Oh, he's going to give you a plan. He's going to give you a thought and a plan. He's going to give you a thought and a plan. Yeah. Smooth, he's cunning. And in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, it's panagia. It's panergia. I don't know. Hey, listen, listen. In any local assembly, there are women unmarried, and there are women that are widows. There are. And the place that God covers them so they don't, they don't function by themselves is in a local assembly, where Christ is head in that local assembly. And it keeps the woman from being deceived. It does. 
Now, was Martha, who was in the kitchen in Luke 10, 38 to 42, was she, in her irritation, deceived about how she thought she was serving Christ when Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet? You know, these plan, the plan is for you to sit at Jesus' feet. It takes, it takes years for that, for him to use you properly. It takes years. Not a few messages, not a few years, and then off you go with your plans. And why don't you follow me? No, don't. Do not follow him. Do not follow her. No, don't do it. Women especially. Women especially. Did Martha love the Lord? Yes. But what was she making more of an issue? Her love for him or his love for her? Listen, that needs to be clear. And I don't care how old of a woman you are, you need the local assembly as much as possible. And stop letting other things take you out of the way when it's nothing more than sentimentality. And don't you think that the enemy will use natural family to do it? Because he will. And in that case, that's good for you and them when it's not even God's order. Subtle, 2 Corinthians 11.3 is panergia. It's from panagos, all working. This all working shrewdness it comes from the Greek word. Part of it is pas, P-A-S. And this is what it means. All forms of declension. Huh? All forms of declension. You know, in 2 Timothy 3.5, right? some have a form of godliness. You know what they do? They're going to form what godliness is, and then they want you to follow them. But they deny the power thereof, because another power in them, in the flesh, the power of evil, is causing them to, to deny and resist the power that Christ is, even in them as a vessel. The enemy is causing them, in 2 Timothy 2, verse 25, to oppose themselves. Their will has been captured by an evil power. The flesh, not submitting the will, it's the flesh. All forms of declension, it's a primary word. All, any, every, the whole of the flesh. The, the, the part that I go back to, a little leaven what? Leavens the whole lump, the very part in the flesh that I go back to. I lose all this experientially. I can't lose it positionally, but do I lose it experientially? That even goes into the, the beam of seed evaluation of loss, suffering loss, or, or rewards. And so it means this. So the whole, and it's also this word panagia in Aram in both languages, is from the Greek word ergon, E-R-G-O-N. This is what that means. From ergo, it means to work, to toil. It's an effort or an occupation that makes you thin, deceitful, pierces you. It's very sly. It's very artful. It's very treacherous. It's a treacherous, listen to this, plan plan. I'm going to go somewhere because I got all my plans. You're going to leave one area and come to another. You're going to leave one local assembly and come to another and you got your own private plans. I'm going to tell you why. Because you still had them where you left from. That's right. 
Yep. Do not. Do not follow them. Love them. Pray for them. Don't follow them. Okay? Because the blind, in Matthew 15 and verse 14, lead the blind. Blind there's hardness. One who's hardened in their own will, thinking that they serve God, but they kill the body of Christ in John 16 and verse 2. That's the flesh. And they both fall into a ditch, and that ditch is familiarity, little nicknames, little things. I wouldn't receive that for a second. No, I love you, but that's not my name. So what does this do as we start to end this up this morning? How many of voices are there in this world system, in 1 Corinthians 14, 6-11, how many voices are there and every voice that we submit to, that's not the one voice in John 10, 3, 4, and 27, 14 and 27 of chapter 10 of John. All that, all that we submit to outside of that one voice becomes that thing that attaches itself to my will. And then God has to break it. How does he do that? Well, I don't like the word. Yes. That's right, because the word of the Lord is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing. Oh, I don't like it when it pierces me. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and the thoughts and intents of the heart. And what that goes into is that sacrifice, it was so pure and holy, you could cut it up. There wasn't a blemish or a thing in it. Now that's who we are in Christ. But what is the experience? We need to be so careful not to trade the temporal for the eternal, even experientially. How many sacrifice the eternal, and we used to hear this all the time, on the altar of the immediate? How many times we do that? How many times we forget him? Forget his love for us and get into a fleshly, silly, little, childish, little, relationship and call that that's you know that's uh, fellowship now no it's not never has been okay no such thing as fellowshipping in the flesh and if you don't know the difference you need to come and I need to come with you and we all need to be taught together in a precise order and by the way you younger submit yourselves to the elder that's your problem you think the older one you, in the relationship, even where you are with the way God is leading you, the resistance and problem that you have with doing what you know God has told you to do is because you don't think the other one will humble himself to you when you're the one that needs to be humbled. <laughs> I laugh because, you know, I'm right with you. <laughs> Christ is always better. Don't sacrifice the best. That's what they were doing. Those Hebrew Christians, they were, they were sacrificing the best and going back to the worst. Right back to the law, legalism, the flesh again. You know, the law, the flesh has to be tolerated when it has to do with the law. Did you know that? <laughs> it has to be put up with. 
does. And that's always a good time. Yeah. Has to be put up with. Has to be tolerated. We, God has given us, and we said this as we close this morning, He's given us this gift of free will. Oh my God. He's given us the gift of free will. Again, I am going to go into this tomorrow again because I only have so much time in these couple of days because I have to do things. I think in one sense I shouldn't be. But God's teaching me even in that. Please know that. And this is not personal or anything. This is principles. I only have so much time. And if you want to, we can go over this tomorrow. Because I, I believe that I need to finish it in this way. And there's nothing like face-to-face, by the way. This is Proverbs 16, verse 1. It says the preparations, right? The preparations, right? And then really it's the disposings, the choices that we make. This deals with choices here. And one power or another is going to lead me in those choices. And that has to do with how important it is to have my will submitted. Don't get involved with little silly, childish, foolish relationships. God has been maturing you and I. Don't go back. He's making you a spiritual man. Don't go back to the foolishness of the flesh. (laughs) Okay? Please don't. The preparations of the heart in man, the heart is what? Lab, the mind, (laughs) choices. And the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. He has to weaken us. He has to weaken us. And he will use the weakness. He doesn't cause failure, but don't tell me he won't use it. The failures of another to weaken in me what I think is my strength and they need to submit to. No, younger, you submit yourself to the elder. That's your biggest problem. And I don't like using these words. I don't like like being called buddy or any other thing. But buddy boy, that's what your problem is. You don't like God's order. None of us do in the flesh. Paul didn't. Because it means constant submission. You be led by those that God has put in your life. And by the way, that's Hebrews 13, 17. It's not some young whippersnapper. You be led by God in his order. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. But the Spirit weighs, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works unto the Lord. And that's always obedience, by the way. (laughs) And your thoughts will be established. Right? The Lord has made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Yeah, something. Yeah, God created, it was his perfect will that they should be evil just so he could hate them and punish them. And that makes a lot of sense, right? A lot of stupid nonsense. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Abomination? Mm. (laughs) To blaspheme. To blaspheme the Lord. To blame God for everything. When you don't function in the submission of God's order and His plan in a local assembly, you're gonna, you think it's people of this or that, it's mommy, it's daddy, it's this body member, it's that person, it's that. No, it's not. You're blaming God. 
and the enemy has caused you to oppose yourself because God's for us. Romans 8, 31, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 25. Two minutes. <laughs> Though hand joined in hand, he will not be unpunished. You're going to join your hands with someone's flesh and call that fellowship? <laughs> Go ahead. You won't see me there. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear, the reverence of the Lord, men depart from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies, those enemies that are in his soul, all those attachments, to be at peace with him. Yeah? Right? Better is a little righteousness than great revenues without right. Great plans we have. Yeah, sure. Are they God's? Watch. Watch yourself. A man's heart devises his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Isn't that interesting? Finally this. All the way to 32. Read, read those 32 verses in Proverbs 16. And I have to close. Here's 33. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you for your love this morning. Thank you for your truth this morning. Father, bless us this day. Have your way with us. Father, may we live in a blameless, spotless life and not ultimately live in blaspheming and blaming you, but just experience your deep love for us. And please guide our steps in the way of peace and fellowship in a local assembly, nothing apart. In Jesus' name, amen.